Hello, 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 and welcome back to Show Talk Podcast, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. We are back with the last and final episode of Motherland Fort Salem. I am so sad to see our girls go. I'm so sad to let go of you guys. I've had so much fun talking to you guys on Twitter, recording these episodes, just watching our fandom grow so much. And I don't know what I would do if we didn't get a season two. I am so, so excited that we have a season two, especially after the mess that was the last episode. But to just see our fandom grow and knowing that it's going to grow so much stronger next season is just... I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. And so I'm trying not to be too sad that this is the last episode, but it's bittersweet. It's been an amazing 10 weeks of just, I don't know, being a switcher (laughs) and being part of the switch army and looking at the cocktails you guys are making and the art and interacting with the actors and making these episodes and listening to the other episodes that are being made about this show it's just it's so great to see and I don't know thank you for helping us get a season two thank you for helping me be able to make more episodes of this show and it wouldn't it wouldn't be possible without these amazing actors without Elliot without without you guys and with all that mush out of the way let's talk about last night's episode last night was a lot. Are you guys okay? I don't think I don't think I'm okay. I'm still processing a lot. I mean what? <laughs> I don't think I can stop crying and I don't know what that means when season 2 starts. Um if I'm going to be able to handle it, but I will try. Just thinking about everything that went down with with Tally, with our unit, with the spree with Scylla and Anacostia, my my thoughts, my emotions are kind of all over the place. But let's get into it. Let's break it down. Let's actually see what happened last night and if it was not just, you know, a fever dream. But yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into episode 10 of Motherland Fort Salem, the final episode. It's graduation season! And our girls made it, finally. We survived so many attacks, a terrible city drop, and you know, alive. Few scratches, few bruises, but we made it. I feel like I should be making a speech. I'm gonna make a miss, I'm gonna make a speech. Here today stands Tally Craven, Abigail Bellwether, and Rael Collar. Through storm and through fury, our girls came together as a unit with love and appreciation, ready to fight the spree and to join War College once and for all. Yeah, right. Did we really think they were going to join War College after what they did to Alder? Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking and my heart hurt when they received their little medals telling them that they were going to be deployed. But honestly, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't lying about the target they put on their back last episode. It's a hot mess. And the only way that Alder was really going to take them out is if they were in the field. 
So was I shocked when Petra announced that Elder had blocked their passage into war college? No, of course not. Now, you know what I was shocked about? Petra having the nerve, the audacity to try and break up our unit by having Abigail go to war college alone. What? So disrespectful. Do you not understand? A unit is a bond. It's a sisterhood. You don't break that up. And I knew, I knew that our girl Abigail would never. She would never agree to something like this. But watching Rael and Tally just break at the thought of her not being there, of not being their leader. Honest to God, tears. Because here they are on the edges of their seat, knowing that they're going to be deployed, knowing that this might be a time that they're going to go and not come back, no matter what happens at the end of this mission, and they will not be together. (sighs) Unacceptable. I mean, even Anacostia is feeling the hurt and knows that this might be the last time that she sees our unit together, because she doesn't really trust Elder right now, and whatever happens to them she wouldn't be able to protect them. And now without Abigail, are they not stronger together? It was a hot mess starting from the beginning of this episode, you guys. And I already knew it was going to be emotional, but I didn't know it was going to be that emotional. I mean, we can't blame Alder for everything of why they're being deployed because Kalita is the one that requested them, requested that they actually fight and get the Tareem and save them from their enemies. Was I shocked? Yes, because Kalita last episode did not care. She said, if we died, we're going to die and we're going to die with our song and we're going to die with our seed and it's going to be protected from the likes of the army. So to see her this episode actually allow yes, allow, uh, Alder to go and save the Tareem was pretty shocking, but I'm very happy about it because I felt like that was the one thing I didn't like about her. As a ruler, you have to protect your people, and that is what Alder has been doing for centuries. Now, to have someone so inexperienced but so strong just turn her back on her people to be protective of this song and this work it just I don't know it's an it's a thought that I couldn't get past and I I get why I get why because they don't want the song in the hands of terrible people that could do terrible things about it but also that's a big loss that's a big loss to do when you're still alive and well you know what I mean I talked about it a little bit last episode or the episode before but it still baffled me at the thought of just letting the Tareem die. So now that Kalita is actually going to save whoever is left and allowing Alder to do it, I'm excited. I'm excited. So yes, I am sad that our unit is not going to be able to go to war college. But at the same time, I know that they're our strongest units to be able to protect the Tareem and bring them into a new generation, a new light that we will see either with or without the army. And of course, there was no way in hell our girl Abigail was going to go and leave them, our unit, alone with ah, the thought, the thought 
couldn't imagine it. So when you see Abigail actually come on to the plane and is ready to be with her unit and has chosen her unit, it's such a moment. It's such a moment of growth and love and acceptance from her character that has bypassed any other scene that they've had. It just really shows that everything that she's worked for, everything that she's just sacrificed herself for for so long means nothing if it's not without her girls and that that is love that is growth and I loved seeing it and honestly it got me a little emotional but you would think I had prepped myself from the beginning of this episode for the emotional roller coaster we were going to go through and it just honestly continues spiraling when you see Rael pull out the last letter that her mother had given to her before she died and honestly tears because she's basically saying goodbye and wishing her luck knowing that she's going to die or that she's not going to be in Rael's life as she grows and uh, it just hurts so much because knowing that basically Rael's entire roller coaster of a life from episode one to now has been through her mother wanting to honor her mother wanting to get revenge for her mother and now having this this moment of peace where her mother is finally saying goodbye just mm. way to, way to just bring on the emotions the tears the straight tears honestly waterfalls already <laughs> i don't know if we were ready for that were we were we ready for Rael to say goodbye to her mom after everything this season? I don't know. But the ball just keeps rolling. And right when we get off trying to save the Tareem, we have eyes everywhere on us. And with our goddess Tali and her amazing power as a knower, she can tell that this is not the Tareem. This is not the spree. This is another force, a force that we have been warned about for the last two episodes. This is the Carmilla. And were we ready? No, I don't think we were ready because I feel like Alder, in fear of what she had to go through so many centuries ago, could not think, could not fathom the fact that they were back. And yet we were warned. We were warned by Petra. We were warned by the spree. And now, these are the people that we're going to have to face off against. And the fact that they had the nerve, the audacity to taunt our general by hanging one of the Tareem in a dressing similar to what she grew up with. Oh, if that is not a signal that they are aiming for Alder, I don't know what is. And I feel like maybe it's just because they're upset that she's been alive for so many centuries, but also for the pure fact that she has grown so much and she's created a symbol and an organization for people that they have hunted for years. But you know, not everyone can accept what a queen our general is. I mean, look at Tally. She is still struggling with everything that has happened. And as a knower, she is still seeing and she is still feeling everything. The loss of those civilians at the hands of Alder. The loss of Libba. And I feel like that's something you can't really get over. And she uses this mission to get answers from Alder to see how did we go so wrong? I mean, this is someone that she has looked up to for forever. And now it's like her entire worldview of everything has been 
has been turned upside down. And I'm not gonna lie, there are so many times in this episode where I looked at Talia and I was like, whiplashed because her blows were just to the core and they were directed directly at Alder. And I was like, wow, she has no self-preservation, clearly. But also, it was true. And you can see and hear the hurt in her voice every time she asked why this happened or could there have been another way. And Alder, honestly, just let her know that that she has nothing under her belt. Like, she is a child. She has just graduated barely quotes, passing basic. And Alder has been alive for years. She's been alive for generations. She knows what's the best move. She has saved thousands of people that I feel like Tally has ignored for so long in her anger of everything that happened during base, um, during City Drop that it's just... She just can't see the good that Alder has done over the years. And honestly, the one thing I was waiting for for this episode the entire night was for Alder to just pull out the receipts. I'm sick and tired of people always hating on her, even Tally, for the decisions and everything that she has done. It is not easy being a ruler and for her to just go and finally tell Tally that she had to fight back. She had to make a difference. And that is the only reason that she is alive today so that she can make a path for witches who won't have to go through the exact same thing that she did growing up, having to be silenced and having to watch her family die. Ah, I was waiting. I was waiting for it. And to see Tally finally in some sense, accept what has happened and accept that maybe Alder is flawed, yes, but her decisions that she has made is through wisdom and it has been aged for so long. I was waiting. I was waiting because I needed somebody to see. And with Tally being all-knowing and all-seeing, I knew that she could hear and know that what Alder was saying was real and was true and that her her motives for not only the Tareem but everything that she has done that has led her to Fort Salem and puppeting the president and all of that it is for the good of many for the good of many for the good of witches and I needed Tally to see it. If it was going to be the last time that we were going to see our unit, if they were going to die at the end of this, I would rather it be with the truth, <laughs> with with some kind of acceptance of everything that has happened the last couple of episodes. Honestly, I feel like the season finale has just been a time for us to lay everything open and bare and just finally come to like a conclusion and finally come to peace with everything that has happened since episode one. And I kind of love that they set it up like that because I feel at peace with a lot, not only with Rael, but in Abigail's growth and everything. And now with Tally and Alder finally coming to an arrangement of peace, I just, oh, I love it. I love it so much. Just pure amazing work, honestly. And even as we're seeing our witches and our general fight against the Carmarilla using the vocal cords of the Bellwethers, no less, as a weapon, I'm just in awe of this show. 
And I love seeing it. I knew I knew the moment that the vocal cords of the witches were being lost, that they were being used. If you go back early on in this this podcast where we go back to the episode where, where Charvet dies, I said it. I said it and I told you and I knew it. And I'm so glad that it was actually true that the, if not the spree, then the Carmilla were using the vocal cords as a way of defense. Because not only is that so disrespectful to so many levels that I just love, but also it just shows that they understand how powerful witches are and they have modernized their methods of attack, which means going to season two, this foe might be stronger than ever. I mean, this might be a foe that even the Spree will fear, especially if they're not working with the Spree directly, which I don't believe so. So to have them go head to head and see them use powerful vocal cords of not only the Tareem now, they have the Bellwethers, the Tareem, and now they're aiming for Alder and our unit and we're vulnerable. We're vulnerable in their attacks. And this is something that we haven't fought back against. We know of silencers and we know of other techniques that the spree has fought, but are we prepared for what the Caramilla have in store? And there's a moment where, honestly, I don't think we are because we see General Alder go down. Someone so powerful and so strong, she is down and she is hurt and we've lost one of her biddies. And you would think that this is the end. This is the end of Alder. This is the end of Motherland and might be a start of a new generation. But instead, Tally goes and sacrifices herself to become a biddy? I could scream, but I'm not going to ruin your headphones right now. And I am getting choked up just talking about it because Tally sacrificing herself for Elder in so many levels is good because if we go back to like five seconds ago, I was just talking about that acceptance and I'm glad that she found that acceptance and everything. But what the hell? <laughs> what kind of sacrifice is that? We finally had our unit together, stronger and powerful forever, and seeing Tally grow as a witch and become powerful as a knower and a seer, to just sacrifice herself to be a biddy for Alder? I'm hurt. I'm hurt and I'm very angered. And I really, 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 really hope really, really, really hope that for season two that we reverse this. I mean, it has to be reversible because I cannot think of someone as powerful as Tally to be brought to the sidelines as a biddy. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. And here I am crying tears as I'm watching the scene only to have Rael run out and go save the Tareem boy that we had just saved 10 minutes ago and get stabbed through the chest. Where was our warnings? <laughs> Where was my warnings with this episode? Because honestly, I was not prepared. This is literally the last 10, 15 minutes and I feel like we were all just on a increasing incline of a roller coaster just waiting to plummet into the ground and i thought okay well we're screwed we've lost tally she's now a biddy which makes her no longer connected to her unit i don't even want to go there and then now rael gone 
what? <laughs> no, she's so powerful. We can't lose her too. I mean, the spree still want her. We still want her. Bring her back, right? And as we see Abigail run off to go save our girl, you know, things are looking up. Things are looking a little better because if anyone's going to save Rael, it's Abigail, okay? She's strong. She's powerful. She loves her shitbird. And as we see Abigail fall and the plane lift off with Tally, a bitty, Rael and Abigail seemingly dead on the ground. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. And I really did not know what to do. I screamed. I'm pretty sure all of you guys screamed. There was just, where do we go from here? I honestly thought they were dead. How are we going to start a season two with just Tally? How are we going to start a season two with no unit? With no bellwether unit? Unacceptable. And then we see an explosion of just the power between Rael and Abigail. And I was very confused because we see just a bunch of mushrooms on the ground and just a power that is unique that we've never seen before in such a physical sense. And then I remembered we are still connected to the wall. And if you watch after the storm, Elliot goes on to explain that the wall is just an all-powerful mushroom that has connected to the afterlife that we've seen similarly in episode two or three when Scylla goes and shows Rael the power of a necromancer and how the in-betweens of life and death, and she uses that with the growth of a mushroom. And we see the mushrooms come along the ground as Rael and Abigail walk into this abyss of where they're going. We don't know. And so they're alive. That's great. How alive? I don't know because I don't think that they can let go of each other anytime soon, especially with the blow that Tally has. But that leaves so many questions. One, what are they going to do by themselves with the Caramilla, no less, still roaming around? Two, what is this power that they have? It's amazing to see how strong they are and how powerful they are and how, how great they are together and seeing not only Rael's power, but Abigail's power be become this new force that we have never seen before. I am very excited. I'm very excited to see how this is going to go, but also knowing that Tally is not a part of it because she is no longer part of the unit. I'm panicked. I'm straight panicked because it's unacceptable and I really want them to fix this and I wish season two was next Wednesday because I don't know what I'm gonna do. I've been reading through a lot of your guys' theories to try to push myself through it a little bit more into maybe even accepting it but you guys have so much to say and I love seeing it. One of the many theories that I've come up with is that maybe they can get like a power of three moment and they can just connect all three of them to Elder so that she wouldn't need her biddies. And then hopefully they won't like age, but they'll like cancel each other out so that they can have like a long distance connection. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe we'll just luck out and hopefully like at the beginning of the season, they'll have another biddy waiting on the side and then they'll just switch out and everything will be fine and they'll reconnect. 
Is that wishful thinking? I feel like that's wishful thinking. But I just can't think of Tally being old and being a bitty for so long. She's just, she's too powerful to be wasted like that. I don't, I don't know. One thing I do know, though, is that this will change our unit. If they are able to get back together in any form, Tally will have taken on Alder's entire life, her entire history. She will have no known more than she could ever know as a seer and as a knower and now that she'll have a level of history within her how she takes on things in the future whether as a biddy or not will will be different the decisions she makes will be different and that might bring her closer to alder or farther away and it's going to change the dynamic of our unit will that changed the leadership of our unit will I don't know it changes a lot and it's going to be probably one of the main focuses of season two but I think it'll be something that is going to be great to explore it's going to hurt now <laughs> of course but I think in the end as a story and as just something that aids in this new chapter of this show it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing to see and if you thought this was the end I mean we have even gotten into Scylla and Anacostia there's no way I could forget about them this has probably been Anacostia's best episode yet and I I love it so much just because of the range of emotion we get to see from Anacostia and I think that comes from her finally accepting the flaws of Alder and just being done with everything, knowing that she can't really save Scylla, but also knowing that the decision to just let Scylla die and get moved on to this camp after knowing that she could be different, she could be a different person, and she can be better than the life that she's made for herself. And you know it's only because Anacostia knows that if her if her life turned differently, if she didn't have such a strong support group in Motherland, that she would probably be in the same place as Scylla. They both lost their parents through the sacrifices of Motherland. Scylla through the army choosing to kill her parents for running and Anacostia through having her parents choose to follow the book instead of being with her and we know that if things were different possibly maybe Anacostia would be a spree member if Alder wasn't there and I think that's another reason why it pains her so much seeing Alder fall as far as she has in Anacostia's eyes because she knows that if it wasn't for her she could be in the same seat as Scylla right now and I don't know just seeing their relationship grow in the last couple of episodes has been so great for me just seeing these parallel lives that have been uniquely crisscrossed and I hope we get to see a little bit more of them next season as well especially now that Anacostia has decided to save basically still risk everything I mean now that Alder is out and deployed this is your time but I'm kind of upset. <laughs> I'm upset only because this was Scylla's chance to finally be free, to follow Anacostia's advice and be different, be the person that Rael knows her to be, be the person that 
she was before the loss of her parents and yet she still chose to go back to the spree like what the hell she left one shackle to enter another did we not warn her of the consequences that might have happened if she didn't come back with Rael? to me it looks like she came back empty-handed i don't know about you guys but i don't know what she's thinking I mean, to be the advocate for her, I guess the Spree are her only family at this point, but at the same time, self-preservation, like my goodness. And also, these are the same people that tried to kill and or kidnap your girlfriend, someone that you say you chose, someone that you say you love. So to go back to that same organization that they're fighting, what does that mean? What does that show? The kind of person that she is. This is why I struggle so much with the Rael and Scylla relationship. This is why. This is why. And you cannot fight me on it because I just need her to choose. And if she's going to choose, then choose 100%. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe it's just because I'm worried because it seems like Rael and Scylla aren't going to be together next season. I mean, they might be comrades friends partners but maybe not in a relationship sense and honestly yes I'm glad that Rael and Scylla are taking a break from another and I'm hoping that this will be the chance for Scylla to open her eyes into to a different light that's away from the spree but I don't know I don't know I don't even know if we're gonna be looking away from the spree now that Rael's mom is possibly the leader and I'm not even gonna act like I'm surprised that Rael's mom is still alive and a spree member because we knew we knew since episode one you knew I knew let's not pretend but also I had an inkling that she was gonna show up this episode the moment she came out through the letter as a, like a projection of Rael's mom I was like we're gonna see her we're gonna see her before the episode is over and here she is lo and behold and I swear, Scylla can't get a break because that is not how you would like to meet your mother-in-law, knowing that you were supposed to bring her to her and you failed. And also, by the way, I've been sleeping with her the entire time I was supposed to bring her. So sorry. <laughs> Imagine how that's going to turn out. Such an awkward conversation that I would never want to have. But what do we do? What do we do now that Rael's mom is spree? What do we... What, what does that do? What does that change? Because now that Rael has fully committed herself to Fort Salem and has seen the devastation that the spree has caused, could she join her mother? I mean, her mother has been so much of a reasoning behind everything that she's done that I can't see her not choosing her mother's side. But at the same time, she's grown so much as a person to to make her decisions with or without her mother. I don't know. I feel like this is going to have to be like a unit decision. Or maybe maybe she'll run away and, and still join the spree without them knowing. As if we don't have enough to worry about, honestly. Now we have to think about whether or not Rael is going to to join the spree and you know they're gonna want her especially if they find out that she's connected to the wall and they might be seeing as how when Rael touched the wall we did see a glimpse of her mother in there as well so who knows 
Ugh, season two is set up for so much. We have the Caramilla and what that's going to mean. I mean, will we work with the Spree to beat them or not? We have the Spree themselves and Rael and her mom. We have Anacostia and what that's going to mean for her now that she's betrayed Alder and let Scylla go. What do we do? We have Tally. What do we do? It's just... It's so much. It's so much. And I cannot wait how we're going to go. I mean, if we can't fit everything in 10 episodes of season two, let's just give us a season three. Let's just throw it out there right now. Hashtag Motherland Fort Salem season three. Because there's just too much we're going to have to deal with in season two. And I would like a full-fledged story. So if they want to break it up into multiple seasons, I'm okay with it. I will be here. I will be recording. I will be ready. (laughs) And I know you guys will be as well. Um, that's basically all I have for you guys with this episode, our final episode. I loved it. What was my favorite part? My favorite part of this episode would probably be, hmm, Adil and Abigail sleeping next to each other in the corner. (laughs) I just thought that scene was so precious. And with all the heartache that this episode was, I kind of needed a little bit of positivity and that was just too adorable for me. No, I think my real favorite scene from this episode was just Abigail rejecting and letting go of everything for her unit. I think that was just so beautiful and the pure pain that Tally and Rael felt at the possible loss of Abigail was just amazing. It was so heartbreaking and so real that the relief they felt when we saw Abigail, I felt it as well. And I just know that they're going to become stronger and will be amazing in season two. And they will find a way to be together at the end of the day. I just know it because there's no way you're taking away this bellwether unit from us. But what about you guys? What were some of your favorite parts from this episode? Can you believe that it's the season finale? Are you excited for season two? What are some of your theories? I mean, there has to be a lot that could go on. There's so much that could go on. The theories could be endless. And we're honestly not going to know until till episode one. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the end of this episode. Thank you for sticking with me for 10 ridiculous episodes of this podcast. I also want to thank you for just talking about this show, for sharing this show, for spreading the word and spreading the love about this show so that Motherland Fort Salem could go on. We love this show and anything that we can do to show support and to show love not only to the cast, but to the writers and the creators and let other people see how amazing this show is and how it's breaking barriers in both the LGBTQ community and just television in general. It's it's amazing. And I'm so happy for a season two and what could possibly come out of it that I can't wait to see our fandom grow with it as well. And what amazing things you guys will come out of it. The art the writings, the stories. I just, I will be amazed and I thank you for it. And again, my love and my adoration and everything goes to all the actors and to the creators and to all the loved ones that we're going to see next season. But until next time, thank you and 
keep talking, keep talking and getting us more seasons. And we did it. <laughs>